The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town we are live. It is 10.03. I'm in Arizona. Coach B, somewhere in Virginia or Philly, Canada and ATL, if they call in. But if not, you got me for a whole one hour. Um, but we had, we got a lot to talk about. Hope you guys had a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, hope your New Year's is uh, approaching and it's going well so far. We talk about a lot of things like uh, LeBron and the Christmas Day game that he had with Kobe and the Los Angeles Lakers. I want to talk about a lot of rumors uh, about LeBron talking about the league would better if there's less less teams. I also want to talk about a lot of NFL coaches <clears throat> that should be fired, that has been fired, uh, that will be fired. Uh, we will talk about that. Um, <clears throat> Bill Coward. Uh, rumored, uh, well, actually he's insulted by some rumors, uh, one being in the uh, jobs or pregame stuff. We'll get into that. Uh, the number is 888-346-9144. If you want to call in and join the show, you have questions or comments. Also, we may have a trivia today. I did mention we were going to have a trivia last week. But if you check the fan page, uh, blame that on Ken from ATL. Um but the um, the winner gets a Energy Force bracelet. Check out energyforce.com um, to see what the bracelets are all about. And I've had mine on since uh, since the beginning, since I got them. Uh, so they actually pretty good. I am. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the Monday night football. Let's talk a little bit about Tuesday night football. Um, let's talk about a little bit uh, 18 game season for the um, NFL. That's right now going to Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary was fired last week after losing to the St. Louis Rams, an altercation he was having on the sideline with his quarterback, uh, Smith. Uh, the guy was out of Ohio State. Pretty good guy. Pretty good quarterback. I think just the, um, I think the, um, the team itself is just bad. There was an altercation in San Francisco. Uh, but Mike Singletary has been fired. Um, they will play their last game in San Fran against the Arizona Cardinals. And my problem with Mike Smith, with uh, Mike Singletary, is that <clears throat> he's always on the uh, sideline, more so arguing than teaching with his players. Uh, I, I rarely saw him arguing with uh, teaching his players or, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt. Now I'm from the outside looking in. Um, I don't. I didn't go to any San Fran games in San Fran. What I saw is what I saw on TV or when they came to play the Arizona Cardinals here in Arizona. But uh, it was more so arguing with his players. And uh, 
the way he played the game is the way he played the game, and that was when he played the game. 1985 Chicago Bears uh, linebacker, Super Bowl uh, winners. Uh, he's hard-nosed, no, no doubt about that. Get a guy credit for how he approached the game, his passion for the game. But to me it seems like he has an issue with guys not going all all out. And, uh, and the guy he was arguing with was Troy Smith. Troy Smith, the uh, – a uh, former Ohio State quarterback. Uh, Troy has been in Baltimore for a while. Uh, uh, Flacco's out there right now, so there was really no need for Troy Smith. But the guy is a pretty good quarterback. He just had to find and land in the right spot and give him a fair chance. I think this uh, San Francisco 49ers team is a, is the the fair chance that he can get. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out with the uh, Mike Singletary situation, Troy Smith. We have uh, Coach B on the line. Coach B, what's going on? You know, I don't think it will, if you read Mike Singletary's lips, and I'll listen to your whole um, comments, your whole what you were saying there. Uh, he was t- asking him the whole time to settle down. He wasn't yeah. arguing; he was saying settle down. Troy was upset. He kept saying settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down. So, uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, you know that to me was. I don't think Mike was sitting there trying to sit there and argue with the guy. I think Troy was mad receiver didn't do what he was supposed to do, Troy overthrew, or whatever the case, and, you know, and Mike was sitting there asking him to settle down. Uh, you know, when it comes down to Mike Singletary, you know, you, you got you, – what people don't realize is, you know, Mike Singletary was a, <laughs> a leader on the football field, to say the least, when he was out there. You know, people looked at Mike Singletary and was just in awe of the things he could do um, and the way why he always had a nose for the ball. So, but for him to get fired after two and a half years, you know, to me, I just don't, you know, think it's it's fair to him. I think that you know they at least should have gave him another year. You know, first time as being a head coach, you know, you you super, you know, you don't give him a full a full shot. You know, you, he fires somebody last year on the coach staff, fired the offensive coordinator after week three this year. You know. He really didn't have an opportunity to draft a quarterback. The only thing he had to do was pick up a quarterback, which he picked up Troy um, Smith flat when he got released from the, the Baltimore Ravens. So I just think that, you know, these owners have uh, have this this quick uh, trigger on their fingers to pull, to pull a trigger and fire a coach when, you know, to me it just, you know, you're not going to get any kind of um, – progress if you keep hiring and firing guys. Look at the Washington Redskins. That's a that's a the epitome of what not to do as an owner or a general manager for a National Football League franchise. Yeah, I understand that completely. I um I was a Mike Singletary fan of and I said this because how he approached the game, how he played the game, his passion for the game. I do believe you give a coach a three to four year chance to change the team around and make the team look like him. Because you fired, you hired him for that reason. Because of his knowledge, you hired him because he played. Um, you hired him because when he did play, the, the ten other guys around him on the field responded to what he did. Mm-hmm. So you give that guy that chance, uh, and in two and a half years, the San Francisco Forty Nine ers organization just didn't see that team following him. Uh, he, the offensive coordinator, offensive coach, getting fired. I think Mike Singletary had that done because. You have to make somebody a scapegoat. If you leave that guy on board, then they're going to wipe the whole slate clean. Troy Smith and um, understands. I, I, I noticed, I saw what you saw. Calm down. Settle down. Settle down. I saw what you saw. 
But I also know what Troy Smith was thinking. You saying this now, but when it comes down to it, I'm the quarterback. The blame goes on me. You need to be in their faces. I, as a quarterback, I have no problem with getting into my receiver's face, getting into my offensive line facing. Uh, as a defensive back, I had no problem with talking to my linebacker saying, you need to be where you need to be or this defense don't work. I had no problem with telling the defensive line, get up field or this defense don't work. It is not a, this was not a selfish act. And you know Troy Smith from the time he left the league, uh, we've been, I've never seen, me personally, never seen any selfish act from the guy in trying to win football games. <laughs> <coughs> no, exactly. So, I mean, uh, he was, he, he, I, yeah, firing a coach for two and a half years, maybe they saw that this team wasn't uh, following him the way they expected to, and expected in two and a half years. Dude, um, seriously, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you there, Quam. Come on, you know, you don't have Frank Gore for 36 games out of 20, uh, two and a half years. You take over. You have Frank Gore probably for like 12 to 15 games. Glenn Coffey retires on a whim. And in the, in the, in the, on a whim, right before the season starts, you know, Alex Smith, you know, is not. I think Alex Smith's a good quarterback. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand by my statement a couple of years ago about him. I just think he needs to be in the better system. Troy Smith is another good quarterback. Ohio State Heisman Trophy winner. Jim, how much I hate Ohio State. You know, Tressel, uh, Ohio State played in Baltimore. Won a couple games in Baltimore. Got sick. Battled back from being sick, a death sick, a deathly sick. We could have lost his life. Right. Um, come back to where you know he's won four or five games for you this year. So you yes. know you got a you got a quarterback there. You, you know you, you don't have a consistent running game because you know Frank Gore is always hurt. I mean you got Michael Crabtree. You know you have what you have semblance of a of a of a you know a twenty to twenty five maybe twenty six point game offense. You know your defense is a little old. At linebacker, except for Patrick Willis, because Takeo Spikes is, you know, he played back when I, when when all our boys played from Auburn. So, I think the 49ers I mean, defense is uh, very aggressive, very serviceable. I, I also believe um, uh, the Detroit Smith situation uh, that he is he he will he is that guy. He will be that guy. I, I would agree with you, except for I watched the New England Patriots play. And I don't know anybody on that team. So I don't know who Moorhead is. So I can't say Frank Gore is the end all to be all uh, for that team. They no, no, I didn't say that. But he's a he's a he's a running yeah, back. Frank yards on you in the drop of a dime. He can do that, but he's also and he also has been inconsistent. He also has been hurt. Yep. So now it's time for him to look at the free agent market, and you know, like I know, there's a list of guys out there that could come in, and I'm sure he did this. I'm sure he worked these guys out on a Monday and a Tuesday to see who would fit the system, uh, and he just didn't look good to them. But there's a list of guys that you can go get and work and work these guys out, bring them in and be ready to play on uh, Saturday, on Sunday. Yeah, that, list, that list is really short because of the offensive scheme that you're running. I mean, yeah, you, yes, NFL guys, I know what you're going to say. NFL guys, you're in the league. You should be able to go to any offense and be, be productive. Yes, and, and most of these coaches come from a clan. Most of these, most of these coaches, because you in San Fran, they got a scheme. You might have been in um, uh, Cleveland, uh, but that coach came from Cleveland. 
was tutored under the uh, offensive coordinator there. So most of it is a system. Uh, most of them, these coaches do come from a clan. A clan. Look at the uh, Bill Walsh situation. You know how many coaches under him are still coaching and using his what he's done? They've taken the West Coast offense and added a little wrinkles here and there to it. But when you look at it, it's Bill Walsh's offense. But I'm not, and I go back. Let me go back to the New England Patriots. I don't know anybody on that team. So it, it, it comes down to look at that coach and look at this coach. It comes down to look at these players, look at those players. I do believe San Fran might have better players. But you've got to get those guys to play together, and that's the coach's job. San Fran may have better players because we don't know anybody on, Baltimore, on uh, New England Patriots. We don't know Tom Brady. You know, Deion Branch, you know, you know, offensively, you really don't know a whole bunch of people. There's a bunch of role players, but they got superstars. Um, Tom Brady's the only superstar there. Wes Welker, I'm sorry. Yeah, Deion yeah, Branch won Super Bowls with these teams in the past. But he's come back. He's not Deion Branch that was there when they won those Super Bowls, but he knows the offense and he knows his role. Mike Singletary has got to get these guys to understand their role, and, and that's where I think he fell short, and, and the organization didn't see that. Uh, with him in two and a half years. And I'm with you. I'm 100% with you as far as I give a coach four years. This team better be turned around in three years. They better start competing and winning football games. Four years, we better be where we need to be, where teams don't want to come in and play us. It's a tough loss. It's a tough win when you come to San Fran. We got, exactly. we got about 20 seconds, man, before we go to break. I mean, you're in the wackiest division in the National Football League, Arena Football League, CFL, and high school football. The NFC West. Yeah, oh, yeah, NFC West, oh, definitely. I, I think we can get a, a Hamilton High School to really get these guys to run for their money. Yep, so do I. I really yeah. believe that could happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, that, that's one coach gone. There should be a lot of more coach go, uh, coaches out of there. We'll talk about that as we come into it. I don't know if we um, going into break. It was 30 seconds ago, but I don't hear any music or anything. But <clears throat> that is one one of the coaches gone. Uh, we'll come back and we'll, well talk you know, about they say Jeff Fisher be, might be gone out of Tennessee, longest tenured coach in, in NFL. This yeah, but that's, that's one I do want to talk about. Um, this is the Kwame Lassie Sports Sometime Rich. We came from the ATS show. We'll be back in about two minutes. That's what I The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. 
Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwamala Sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We are back. We were talking about San Francisco 49s, more so coaches being fired. Mike Singletary was that topic of discussion. Uh, and I had a problem with him, <clears throat> seeing him arguing all the time with his players. And, and Rich and I saw the same thing as far as in the Troy Smith situation where he was getting the guy to settle down. But Troy Smith, is, he, he's already behind the eight ball in the National Football League. He has no room for mistakes. He has no room for errors. Uh, so he probably wanted to make it clear, and I'm, and I'm speculating right now, make it no, clear to my he, You get at those guys. I'm doing my job, or you get at that offensive line that has me scrambling uh, all the time. Now, there's only so much Troy can do, but when it comes from it comes from the quarterback, that's one thing. It comes from the um, head coach, and the head coach being Mike Singletary, that's a, total, a whole other thing. <clears throat> you agree with that? You, 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 you're, you're saying, you know, yeah, you have no room to make mistakes, but when you not, overthrow not the him. ball, when you don't, not when him. you overthrow the ball, when you sit there and sit there and get a sack, you know, mistakes that he, that Troy was making on that drive, they could have put them in a position to win that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, and my and your head coach come over to talk to you. You know, you can be upset, yeah, but you I mean you don't start yelling at them and then uh, or what? I don't. We don't know the situation, but all I know is Mike Singletary was saying, um, "Settle down, settle down, settle down." And two years ago, with the Vernon Davis situation, Vernon Davis gets a, a penalty, then get kicked out the game. That was well and, deserved. So that was well deserved. Now, what happened at halftime? Him pulling his pants down. I don't know about that. We went in the locker room. But yeah, well, well, him kicking. Um, now I understand that can't work with him, won't work with him, will not work with the guy who, right. who's all about himself. I understand that completely. Um, but you, you saw the relationship. That relationship grew a lot better after that incident. Yeah. So we're talking about Mike Singletary, the <laughs> ultimate teammate. Everybody who's ever worked for that guy, ultimate teammate. I remember years ago, I was uh, I was able to meet. Uh, uh, McMichael. I'll see McMichael. McMichael owns the team in my league this year. So mm-hmm. I'll see him again in January. And he'll tell you, Singletary's the ultimate teammate. Ain't no other teammate better than Mike Singletary. Yeah, but you know what? Some of those guys are Hall of Famers but cannot coach. Some of those guys just can't translate. I thought, I'll tell you this, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was excellent as a defense coordinator. I mean, we watched that team, that San Francisco, San Francisco team, Play lights out, but maybe he just got too much on his plate. As you got to watch everything, you got to be concerned about everything. As a defensive coordinator, and you know this, you watch how we did it. You, you, you really you can't control the offense. You can't the uh, the offense on your team. 
you can't say – what else could you say to them? I mean, some of the guys on offense, they like you because they like how you play. They see how you play and continue to put them on the field as they continue to put you back on the field in three more plays. Uh, as a defense coordinator, you can't say a whole lot. As a, office, as a head coach, Mike Singletary it was, now you can go over there and say, you have to get it done. You got to do this, you got to do that. We need more time off the field, get my guy some rest. Because uh, at the end of the day, he's a defensive-minded head coach. So he got to get those guys. Uh, he may have more time or, or more on his plate being a head coach than he did as a defensive coordinator. Right. You follow me with us still. I mean, you know, I just think that two, actually two years. He took over a team at, eight, at week eight. <clears throat> so two years of actually him being the head guy is not – and he's only had two drafts, hasn't been able to draft a quarterback. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think that it, it's fair to him. Uh, it, I don't think it's fair to him at all. I really don't. Now, I'm, I, I told you, I'm a fan of uh, coaches uh, getting contracts and jobs, and it depends on where you go because you can't get a job, hey, coaching job, and be a general manager everywhere you go. You only need a head coaching job, so you don't control a lot of things. And you were talking about earlier, he didn't have this player, that player, or this, those players. Or maybe he couldn't get those players in because like a guy like um, Bill Cowher, when he takes a job, he wants a GM job as well as the head coaching job. He wants to be able to play and win with his own players, his own style of football, and get those guys in without the organization, without the owner saying, well, we're not spending money on this. We're not spending more money on that. And you know, and you know, uh, as a co- head coach, as quite a few teams, that that happens. It happens. You you only got Carl Blunt on certain things. You can't go. Well, we don't Dallas you Cowboys. You only make one team. With what you have. You can put that Dallas Cowboys. They, you know, Jerry Jones. You can't Who I think uh, Jimmy Jones Johnson was, wasn't he? Jimmy Johnson made a few decisions, but it ultimately came down because of Jerry Jones. Absolutely. So that's the reason why Jimmy Johnson left. Exactly because nobody's going there, and he's not giving everybody that much control because he likes to he likes to say so that he can he's able to put in. That's why um, if I can't win with my players, it's going to be hard for me to win. If I can't win with my style of football, it's going to be hard for me to win. Um, you you were talking about Fisher. Fisher's another guy that might be fired, and not because he's not a good head coach. Fisher may be fired because he refused to play with a guy like uh, uh, Vincent next next year. Mm-hmm. Is this so, right I mean, wrong for him to leave, or is it right or wrong for him to put the ultimatum uh, on the table that I will not play with this uh, quarterback next year? He does want to win Super Bowl. I thought these guys would have a way better year than they did this year, the way they finished up strong last year. Um, Jeff Fisher, he may be a team, he may be a guy that can go to Dallas uh, without that type of control, but he is one of the elite head coaches in his league and win the Super Bowl. Oh, Jeff Fisher will have a job. Jeff Fisher will have a job before he walks out the front office. Oh, yeah, definitely. Nashville. Definitely, but but let me ask, but answer the question, though. Is it fair for him to do that uh, as far as the organization? I, I think so, because uh, Vince Young is uh, still immature, my, the way he the way he responds to wins and losses. He's still well, immature. Goes. I watched when he first had his incident. I watched that game thoroughly. And I was surprised when I saw him throw an interception, go on the bench, on the corner of the bench, 
um, but nobody's around him, put his head down. You're a quarterback in the National Football League. You are a leader, a face of a franchise, a leader of an of a offense, most times of a team, and there are people watching you. You're a quarterback. You're going to throw interceptions. So is, is, has he matured any when adversity hit him, hits him at all? hard to say, man. It really is. You know, I think that you know, the problem I'm having with the whole Vince Young and the Tennessee Titans situation is Jeff Fisher, one of the longest tenure coaches in the National Football League, uh-huh. one of the most even-keel coaches I've ever seen, okay? Right. I just personally, you know, think that the owner overstepped his bounds when he said that no matter what, Vince Young would be here next year. Yeah, I do too, I, especially when you do it in the media. Yep. It's, when you do that in the media, you telling me, you telling me I have no say-so as a head coach anymore. you telling me you got the pulse of the team and you're, uh, you're more so um, – not in the locker room as much as I am, not around these players as much as I am, don't have the conversations with these players that I have, um, but you're going to tell me that Vince Jones is going to be here. Now, I understand if I'm an owner, I would was, I was tell the head coach, I like this guy coming out of uh, the University of Texas. Let's draft this guy. I like this guy. Now, he was good. That's not a real argument that a head coach and an owner would have as far as the, if he wasn't that good. That's like us saying, well, I like Cam Cam Newton, let's draft this guy. I like Andrew Luck. Let's draft this guy. Or Lockett or Mallet. let's draft this guy. Okay, well, we draft him. Now, okay, he's mine. You gave me the weapons I need. He's mine. Let me win and get the discipline this guy. Let me make, grow this, make this boy to a man so his teammates can respect him, so he can respect himself, so we can win football games. At the end of the day, it's winning and losing. At the end of the day, I'm the head coach. It's winning and losing. Uh, that comes to me. You gotta want to be. You gotta. You gotta want to be successful. I, I agree, one hundred. And you gotta take whatever situation it is. You know, no matter how pissed off you are, whoever it is, you gotta sit back and say, you know what? I'm the quarterback of a National Football League team, the Tennessee Titans. The whole state of Tennessee looks at me on a weekly basis. The whole state of Tennessee pretty much worships the ground I walk on. There is no and he has a restaurant out there, or at least he did. Huh? And he had a restaurant out there. Oh, you talking about uh, Fisher or Young? I'm talking about Young. Okay, yeah, and he had a um, restaurant out there. Yeah, so you don't mess up. You don't mess that up by pouting on the sideline, doing stuff you know you shouldn't be doing. But again, again, you know what? It is what it is because that's what they do. That's how the football players are now. They're not like it was back in the day when – when it, it mattered to them what people thought of them. They were just happy to be in the league. Nowadays, these buses that are in the league, some of them shouldn't even be in the league. But, again, that's a different story and a different day, a different show. Now, there ain't no different story because that does tell a whole lot um, who he is. That does say a whole lot about his character. You know, there was some guy, because we can go back to uh, Eli Manning. It's a pleasure to play the National Football League, but this guy said, I'm not playing for the San Diego Chargers. They make sure he don't play or he's not showing up. Um, back to your point is, 
it should be a pleasure and an honor to play in the National Football League because that was your dream. Your dream was to get in. But but then you had uh uh who was his dad? Uh Manning, um Archie Manning uh controlled the whole situation with and it worked out in the end because they got a Super Bowl. But I think they still, if you're destined to win a Super Bowl, you're going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, right. Just a matter of when it's going to happen. Uh, right. So Archie Manning controlled all that, and Eli makes his stinks. I think um, the San Diego Chargers got the better end of the deal anyway with Phillip Rivers. I really believe so. Uh, unfortunately, Phillip Rivers and the uh, San Diego Chargers are now, now out of the uh, playoffs. But they show as professional quarterbacks, and, and and what we and how you can compare those guys to Vince Young. These guys are professionals. They throw interceptions. They know as long as there's time on the clock, I still have a chance. I still have a chance to make things happen. And I don't see uh, I don't see that a whole lot with uh, Vince Young. Good old Vince Young. We want to take a break, man. This is the Kwame Lodge Sports. Sometime Rich, we came from the ATS show. 888-346-9144. We'll be back in two minutes. Call in if you want to join the show. Questions or comments. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. PM Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lock Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from ATL. Ken is uh MIA. Well, who knows? Uh it's probably snowing in uh snowing in uh Atlanta. Uh, my man Rich. You snowed in Rich? 
I'm snowed in Dallas. I mean, I'm not snowed in. Ain't, none, ain't no snow here. I just can't get out. Can't get out. Oh, okay. Oh, we're back. I'm in Phoenix, and it's uh, 67 degrees. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I think this is why I live here. Or oh, one of the reasons. Uh, <clears throat> this used to be one of your old stomping grounds, so you know how it is. December, uh, what is it, 28th? Mm-hmm. And it's 67 degrees. If you want to play golf, or if I wasn't sick, probably what I would be doing. All right, man, we just back. Uh, well, we were talking about uh, a lot of coaches, uh, Vince Young, uh, the leadership at the quarterback position, uh uh, there's there's some other uh, coaches that's probably gonna get fired. I don't even want to have a full conversation on these guys, uh, but I know Mangini, um, he has to be let go. He has to be one of those guys. Hunger let him escape last year in Cleveland, and he did get his team to play late in the season. They did win some games because uh, Colt McCoy uh, has played as a rookie, has played okay, n- not so much bad. But then you got Peyton Hillis over there who's – when you got a running game, you can take a lot of pressure off what you do from the quarterback position. Is that more so Mangini uh, getting that team together, making a homegrown believe that he needs one more ch- chance at it? What you think? You know what? Home, uh is going to make a decision he wants to make. And I won't be surprised if Jim Moore finds himself back in the National Football League as a head coach, Jim Moore Jr. Jim Moore uh, Jr.? Uh, I, I wouldn't mind. I don't, I don't see why he would end up in Cleveland. Um, Holmgren's his buddy. Holmgren brought him into Seattle. He got fired in Seattle, not because of Holmgren. He got fired because Holmgren left. <clears throat> um, so, you know, just you know, it's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens across the board um, after the Super Bowl. It really is. Let me give you. Um, let me give you. Um, one of my coaches, um, one of my opinions that I, where I think a coach will go and they'll, and they'll win the Super Bowl next year. North Turner, the head coach for the San Diego Chargers, I think he has three years left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. He just signed that, he just signed that um, extension. Oh, did he? Yep, last summer. I think if Bill Coward or uh, Chucky was to go to uh, San Diego – those guys will win right away. Now, it won't be with their players, but there's so much talent over there. You, that's an offense that shouldn't be stopped. You can't, I don't know how they are, how you lose to the Cincinnati Bengals when Terrell Owens, uh, Chad Ochocinco is, are not playing. Hmm. How you lose this team at Costa Palmer. I, I know how it happens, but why did it have to happen, especially at this time of the year when you have to win that game, that's an AFC game. You have to stay in the race because you do play the Kansas City Chiefs again. <clears throat> how does that happen when you when you lose a game that matters? Um, well, you don't know how it happens. Was, you can't put it on North Turner. North Turner, I, I, I can't because he. Uh, but you can't. Don't you can't. I can, well, I can tell you why I can, and um, and then you can rebut that. You but uh, you 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 know you know North Turner. He was in Washington. I like North Turner. I think he's one of the best offensive minded coaches in the game. So I you're thought, telling me. AJ is the one that sat down for another three weeks. It's nothing to do with it now. No, without question. He has a lot to do with it. If you don't sit Vincent Jackson down and the, your other guy down for an additional three weeks after you already, they already been suspended for six, yeah, that's, you that's, that's then, egos. Then you don't you don't lose that. You don't you don't end up in the situation and you're in. You, you're in a better situation across the board. 
You you are in a better situation across the board, but but when why he was sitting now? Three games, you win two out of those three games, then the game on Sunday doesn't matter because you you're still tied for the uh, AFC West, and you play Kansas City last game of the season for the division title. They didn't have uh, AJ Smith didn't have anything with sitting uh, Antonio Gates down. They they said we're gonna rest Antonio Gates for the playoffs because what they were thinking was Kansas City. not Kansas City, I'm sorry, where the San Diego Chargers were going to Cincinnati and beat them up. That's what they were thinking. They were going there and beat those guys up. In turn, they are the ones that got beat down. I think that has something to do with it, but I don't think that's the... You know, I don't rest my players uh, hoping for something that might not happen. If you can play in two weeks um, and you've been practicing, and, you know, of course i got to monitor your practice, if I can see you practicing... I'm going to put you in there. I'm not going to give you a heavy load, but his appearance alone changed the whole dynamics of what a defense won't try to do to you. Because if he's in the game, you've got to figure out he's healthy enough to make plays to win a game for you or to help your team win. <clears throat> now, uh, going back to what you were saying, A.J. Smith has a lot to do with um, – uh, Jackson has a lot to do with what was going on with their egos. Now, that contract situation would, would never happen again because the collective bargain agreement was that, has been rewritten where that can never in trillions of years ever come up again. Um, but Noah Turner in Washington has always been a great offensive mind and head coach. Noah Turner, where he's been, has been a uh, pretty good offensive coordinator. He wins late in the season, but when you lose a game like this, and it's not uh, A.J. Smith was sabotaging him because he just signed an extension, a three-year extension. So that's not a sabotage. You no, but A.J. Smith is the one who sat down. He's the one who sat down Vincent Jackson for another three weeks. Another person sat down your tackle for another three weeks after they came back. Right, I don't know the uh, situation. What, the, why he did that? I don't know. Uh, it was why a, he, he did, did it so he can because he wants to prove a point. He think he HMOC head man on campus. You need to well, let, them, let them guys play. Well, doing stuff like that, you're not you're not hurting those guys so much as to what those other guys are looking at. That this could happen to us. We're not gonna play in fear. We're just gonna tell you we don't like what you're doing. Um, so maybe these guys went into that Cincinnati game not wanting to play or thought it was going to be an easy win. These professional guys, I don't know what took place or how it took place, but with that team, I could see. Uh, and it might not work out because of A.J. Smith and Bill Coward. That, that, that's not going to work. Um, A.J. Smith and um, who else I say? Uh, Chucky. It ain't definitely going to work with Coach Rudin. Uh, uh, you can cancel that. It's not going to work. No. They're going to bump heads. It won't work with, and it won't work with Fisher. It won't work with Fisher, but you're gonna get a new uh, a rookie coach to come in there. But North Turner there for another year. North Turner will be there for two more years um, with the three year extension. He'll be there for two more years if they don't win. Uh, but but Gruden will have the inside track. He'll love nothing more to go to San Diego with all that weaponry, offensively and defense. Uh, and the first team have picked up later on this later on in the year. Uh, he'll love like nothing more than go there. And beat the um, and beat the Oakland Raiders. Well, you know what the, the the best position if Gruden comes back this year, the best place for him to be would be in San Francisco. San Fran. Yeah, that's he's from the Bill Walsh. 
Mike Holmgren um, umbrella. Uh, he's very successful with the Raiders in the, in the area. Um, it'd be a win-win situation PR-wise for both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know to be a best, it'd be his best situation is to be into uh, to be there in um, San Francisco. That wouldn't be a bad fit either. That wouldn't be a bad fit at all. Uh, you know what? The Houston Texas head coach, um, what's the Kubiak? Name? Gary Kubiak would be good in San Francisco too. He in got, San Diego too. No, Gary Kubiak needs to be fired. He needs to be fired yeah. out of Houston Texans, and maybe oh, he, he's going to land a job. Without question, he's going to land a job. But head coaching job, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but you know the good old boy system. What he did, more so what he didn't do, and the and um, in, in Houston was win football games. I thought he had everything he needed. They developed a running game. They had a diamond and rough and Arian Foster, um, Mario Williams. I think he just went on IR. Uh, these guys are sitting five and ten right now. They just lost to the Denver Broncos. After leading these guys probably about 17 points, Tim Tebow came back and beat these guys. <clears throat> now, that, that, that is not supposed to happen. You still, regardless of what your record is, you still got to find some life in these players so they can continue to play football because not only are the players being watched, the owners by the coaches, the owners are watching the coaches to see if he can get these guys still to play football. So I, I think QB um, hasn't done his job in there, especially in the tough AFC South with the uh, the Indianapolis Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, who was the other team uh, in there? Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, Indianapolis South. The Colts, the Jaguars, uh, uh, the Titans, and... It is the uh, Titans, and it's Titans. <laughs> but um, and that's good competition. At some point, you got to start playing up and taking over that. At some point, you got to start drafting to... You, you know, a lot of teams don't draft, as crazy as this, as this may sound, to win the Super Bowl right away. You draft to build your team, put the pieces in place so you can win your division. Once you win your division, right you get in the playoffs. Once you're in the playoffs, they got that feeling. They want that feeling. You got those guys there. You, you make sure you take care of the guys there who's the nucleus until what got you there, contract-wise. Once you do that, now you start winning the conference. Now you start winning the AFC. Now you start putting yourself in position uh, week one by or week two. Um, you go into the role. Hopefully the team in front of you lose. Now you got home field. You start putting yourself in position to win Super Bowls. And I didn't see Kubiak um, orchestrating that at all with a sub, always sub 500. But, you know, oh, I, just think, I think you can't go into games and, and – Granted, they lost against my Ravens. I need we needed that victory, uh, but you can't um, go in the games and losing them in the fourth quarter like they have with the offense they have. They have an offense. They do have offense. I agree. Ball. They have one of the um, uh, the Houston Texans have one of more, one of the most best offenses in the game. Exactly. I think um, if Bill Cowell went went to Houston, they'll win. And I, and I keep throwing these these guys out because these guys demand that type of respect. That type of attention is to detail from their players. Um, and you want to go there, we'll be friends when we win. Exactly. We'll be friends when we win. Or whomever do not want to be here, you have your chance to leave now. Yep. 
Chuck Deuces to him. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our last segment. I do want to ask you about the LeBron James situation. Uh, is he doing too much talking, man? That's the Kwame Lodge of Sports. Sometimes Rich with Cam from ATS. So we'll be back in two minutes. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's crunch time with keenan howry every monday at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel and make your voice heard Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Arms. Hello, everybody out there in the from Lots of Sports from Town Rich, came from the ATL world. Check out the fan page. Uh, Rich, Ken has been slipping on the uh, trivia question. He He's making me, uh, people say they're going to sue me. Because uh, I've been saying there's going to be a trivia question, and he hasn't uh, posted it. No, I wish they tell him it's Facebook. Stop tripping. Yeah, he better, get on, lives, uh, man. He better get on the fan page and uh, post that thing. Um, yeah, he better do that. He's playing around. He, he don't want to get information. He don't want to give out no bands, but we got bands to give out. Did you get your bands? I haven't been to the office. I should know that I get to the office next Monday. Oh, okay. Oh, he sent them to uh, uh, Philly? Yeah, he sent them to my, my, my office, yeah. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get my hands on them, to be honest with you. They, man, they're pretty good, man. They're different colors. They uh, they do what they're supposed to do. I like to coordinate anyway, so uh, coordinate. So, uh, oh, I hate the mushroom belt, huh? What's you up? You got the mushroom belt, too? 
I got the mushroom belt, and when you I open up my jacket and inside, oh no, oh, pow! <laughs> That's what's up. So you, you burning on anything, man? Me, you know me. I'm just, you know, I'm tripping on this NFL situation. I'm tripping on why we gotta watch the Eagles beat the Vikings tonight. I think they could have played that game on Sunday night. I think I really uh, think they could you know play that game Sunday this night. Is what happened? Because they moved the, you know, they the, the, the they have that flex schedule, right? Right. The game was at one o'clock on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They moved it because it was a play. It's, you know, it's Vikings and uh, Philly. They moved it to the Sunday night game. Right. And they canceled it. So if they'd have played. They'd have had the game at a regular time. It wouldn't have been an issue. I think I don't think so neither. But I think on this, this is a perfect opportunity to see how Tuesday night football works. They want football um, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and you know after the uh, second half of the season, after the first half of the season, mm-hmm. Thursday night. They want football on TV all the time. So I think this is a uh, ploy, if you will to uh, see how the ratings come through with uh, Tuesday Night Football and see what they could have bumped, in my opinion. That's your opinion? You think so? I, I believe so, man. The NFL doesn't make them money. You know, if they go to the 18-game season, 18-game schedule, what uh-huh. ends up happening is the fact that the uh, all season long you have Thursday Night Games. Right, and they're eighteen, um, but I don't think they should go to eighteen. Uh, uh, eighteen game. Well, I think uh, they should do this. That's completely on. They, you have your, you have your, I think they should add. Uh, yeah, take a week off. Of, you know, they'll take two preseason games out of the way, so there'll be two regular season games there. Okay, that's how they, that's how they should do it. Um, mm. Then with your, with your, remember these guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars. So not all of OT. The OT, well, some of them are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. League minimum is what, 380, 326, something like that? Yeah. Let me say, let me okay, say so they're getting at least $300,000. In some places, that's twice or maybe three times more than what people, some people make a year. Okay? That's the market for that. If he was, if he was doing a, um, uh, the hours he put in, he put those hours in at a construction job, he's not getting there. He can't even be the, the princess and get that. Um, that's the, it's the entertainment part of it. This is specifically why the NFL won't open the books because they could pay the lead minimum a lot more. Okay, lead minimum for a guy who's not drafted. Let's you say three something. Let's say it's three three and a half. Let's it was two eighty five. Okay, no, that's just that's three and a half, three and a half sounds good. And you actually got to play eighteen games. You're not just asking the guy to play. You expect him to play eighteen games because what they are saying to you, where with eighteen games, we have already having concussion problems. We've all we've already having a. Uh, rule changes where you can't touch anybody. Um, so how you gonna how you gonna pay these guys? This is the market for this. The money well, uh, justify well, the sport. If I was a doctor had, getting that much, okay, I justify what kind of doctor I am getting that. He's, on, he's running had, on special team. He's not starting. You guys not starting. I mean, I, I can't speak for myself, but free. Who? You were you're susceptible to a cussing for free. From the time you were six years old to the time you you drafted in the National Football League, if you drafted, yeah, but nobody was uh, asking you um, to play for money. Nobody was asking you to play for money. And, and if I can give you Coach B uh, six million dollars, don't you think I got twelve million dollars? To, to where I'm gonna have some money too? 
I'm not going to give you $6 million. I only got $6 million hoping I'm going to make that up on the back end because I signed Coach B. He was hot in free agency. I'm going to make that money back with ticket sales and, and, and jersey sales and stuff like that. No, nah, man. The NFL is a joke. The NFL is a joke when it comes to the money and opening books and getting them papers right. They don't want you to know how much they are making. And then they use this where it's nonprofit organizations to caring for kids. Yeah, I understand that because I, I, we do a lot for the kids. We do a lot of caring for the kids. But if you are a business, then your books need to be open. If you're a business, then we didn't know how much you make yearly. Now, there's a great estimate of how, how much these guys make. Before, before ball is even kicked off on Sunday, these guys they made $14 billion. They can make money on NFL. That's, and this was, that was my whole thing when I said uh, this was a great chance to see how Tuesday night football works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to 18 games. I'm not a fan of it because, okay, we, we, we're going to stop the concussions. They're going to stop that because they find the guys heavily. You know, like I know, you're going to tell your guys, hit them low. Now you got season injury, uh, season career injuries uh, situations happening out there. Yep. Now you took a guy's knee out. Let's say you took his knee out in the 13th week. He ain't coming back uh, after the reconstruction of a, to- a whole knee uh, until third week of the next season. Because remember, you know, took off the two preseason games uh, that they were going to play, so the season will start a little sooner. Okay, yeah, you I mean, can't. You, you change the rules. You can't do. this, can't do that. You, you, that's fine. Well, so now you got to change the. Right uh, now is only good for fantasy football. To be completely honest, football, National Football League is now fantasy football. That's it. The National Football League is now fantasy football. And, and, and the bad thing about it, it's because of the the BS, the political BS that's going on from the head, from the top, inside. I mean, you know, first of all. You have all these. You're, you're trying to save all these problems now, but then you're not trying to take care of the people who had the problem that got you to this point. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Good point. Great point. So from so you're trying to limit the ten to fifteen to twenty, twenty-five years down the road damage that the kid, that guys are getting done now. Okay. Why don't you just do this? Why don't you just take care of everybody? Infinite rules. I mean, there's been some hits that you have no choice but to hit the guy that way. Right, and, and a lot of it's 10, uh, 15, 20 grand for. Yeah, and a lot of it's uh, split, you know, split second. Like I, some of the receivers duck their head, running backs dump their head. I'm already zero in to you. Of course, our heads will hit. Now, let's say you take away the face mask. Now you got a broken nose. Now you got a, a nose bone pushed up into his brain cavity. You're not going to be able to get away from uh, seriously putting your face in there, guys. Who no, are maybe 20 years down the road. After taking the helmets off and a couple broken noses and broken jaw bones and stuff like that, maybe. <clears throat> but it's not gonna happen, man. The, the NFL and you are you're a huge fantasy uh, football guy, and you probably now you made up when you said that. It, it kind of sparked me right away because the NFL is now a fantasy football. They That's want it. the numbers up. They want the numbers up, man. Well, not just they want the numbers up, but seriously, I mean, who wants to? Every time you look around, you know, it's a double standard. Right. And I'm not just talking about Michael Vick. I'm just talking about in general. Mm-hmm. There's a double standard, period, for everything in the National Football League. Right. And to me, it just doesn't make sense. I mean... Well, I'm glad uh, Michael Vick is doing what he's doing now so Plexburg can come out and do the same thing. All right, man, we're going to get out of here, man. Who you like tonight, Minnesota? 
Philadelphia. Oh, I got to go with Mike. <laughs> if I want to be, I want to be. I want to be like Mike. <laughs> you better not let Jordan hear that. Yeah, and, I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Probably right now my opinion, the best team, uh, the top two teams in the uh, NFL, in the NFC. Oh, we didn't say Tom Brady himself said that Mike should be the MVP. Yeah. Well, we don't have no time, man. All right, my man, I appreciate you always being on uh, when you can. No uh, we're going to get out of here. Hope you get uh, get out of Dallas safely. So do and I we'll do. talk to you next week. Holla, peace. All right. Kwame Lodge Sports Sometime Real Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.